you need to do something more, something else to make the sales happen. Your worthiness is attached to the sales. So eventually what all of this does, it, it makes you feel like a fraud. It tires you, it exhausts you, and then it burns you out. Hello and welcome to the Brave Marketing Podcast with your host Swapna Thomas. This is the podcast for the renegades, the trailblazing leaders and the change makers who don't just have a business, it's your calling. Those of you who want to make a difference and make money but all on your own terms. I'm on a mission to show as many life coaches as possible how you can have more income, more impact and infinitely more fun by being unapologetically and bravely you and breaking all the rules. I have created 5 figure months with no paid ads, a tiny list and zero complicated sales funnels. Simplifying marketing and teaching you how to use it for good in the world is my zone of genius. With this podcast, I'm here to share weekly episodes on the soul and the strategy of marketing, mindset, money and everything online business. Let's dive into today's episode. Hello, brave ones. Welcome to episode 16 of the Brave Marketing Podcast. Today's episode is something different. It's an excerpt from a 75-minute workshop I taught recently called Market Like a Leader. How to step into your leader identity, grow your business and income without burning yourself out. I love teaching that workshop so much and I wanted to share it with all of you. You can get access to the full workshop at the link given in the show notes. But in this clip, I'm talking about the three success traps that keep you stuck in your business. I call them success traps because it feels like these can actually help you become successful. But in reality, they are traps. They exhaust you. They drain your creative energy, keep you spinning your wheels and eventually keep you stuck in your business. They are sneaky as hell and it's hard to spot them until you're already close to burnout. So let's dive right in. When I ask my clients, when I ask people why they don't have the business they want, here are some of the things I hear again and again. My elevator pitch is not perfect. I don't know Facebook ads. Uh, My audience just doesn't buy or it just doesn't buy at this price point. I don't have enough people in my audience. My back end of my business is not perfect. So my funnels are not perfect. My website is not perfect. My photographs are not perfect. Or I haven't done it before. I've never done this before. So how is this going to happen? Or I did it. I have done this before, but I have no idea how I did it. So I don't know how to repeat it. And I need the next sure shot thing. Like there is a strategy out there. There is um, maybe it's a mindset hack out there that's going to be the problem solver for me. That's going to change everything for me. I don't know enough. So you just keep fire hosing yourself with more and more learning. And then I need to put in more. It could be more hours. It could be more energy or it could be more experience, right? I need to work with more clients before I can raise my price. Or I need to work with lots and lots of people 
in one-on-one -on -one before I can do a group program. So there can be all sorts of more. And then I don't want it enough. So you label yourself as lazy, as I'm not ambitious, and that's why I don't have what I want. I know these, again, because my clients have had these, but also I've had these thoughts as well. So what happens when these thoughts are running the show in your brain? How it shows up in your business is that you're working harder. So you feel this pressure to do more, right? So you start doing all the things, DMing, hard selling, reaching out all the time, or you just fire hose yourself with learning and you just keep jumping from course to course, program to program, because you feel that there's something missing. I don't know what that is. And then another thing that some people do is that they just don't take action until they have learned enough. They feel like I'm prepared now, or, but they never feel prepared. So they don't take the action. The real problem, however, is a lack of enoughness. So you are doing everything you can to prove to the world that you are enough. But what it actually does is that it makes success feel out of reach for you because you've given the control of your enoughness to someone else, to the, to the outside world. That control is outside of you. So when that control is with someone else, you can never feel enough. You can do all the things. You can learn as much as you want to, but it will never feel enough because you're looking at someone else to tell you, now you're enough. And even if you do get some success, you'll attribute it to things or people basically outside of you. So it could be, I was working with that coach or I, I had done that course or I had those clients something which is again outside of you so you never feel like you can recreate that success with ease or your brain will just keep moving the goalpost further and further right so if you had one client it will tell you that's not enough you need to have at least five clients to be successful so it just keeps pushing the goalpost further and further and it just feeds your non-enoughness even more it makes you feel like you have to make the sales happen, right? You need to do something more, something else to make the sales happen. That you need to convince people, you need to make people buy so that you can feel good about yourself. Your worthiness is attached to the sales. So eventually what all of this does, it, it makes you feel like a fraud. It tires you, it exhausts you and then it burns you out, right? And all of this happens because of the success traps. So I wanna talk about these success traps, these three success traps that keep you stuck where you are. And I say these are traps because they look like something that is actually you know, doable and something that should be done. But honestly, it's just a trap in disguise. So the first success trap is that there is a right way to be successful, right? And this comes a lot from the patriarchal conditioning that we have. As women, we have been fed this from time immemorial that there is a right way to exist as a woman, some right way to exist as a woman. 
So you cover yourself up, but just enough. Like it should not, you, if you cover too much, then you're a prude. If you co don't cover enough, then you're a slut. Be nice, but don't be too nice because you're going to give people other ideas. Love your kids, but don't spoil them. Take care of the house, but don't let yourself go, right? So it makes us feel like there is a right way to be a woman. And when we cannot find it, we keep doubting ourselves and we feel the guilt and the shame and never we never feel enough. The same patriarchal bullshit is what makes us believe that there is a right way to be successful. That if we could just find that right way and follow it along to the T, we are going to be successful. That some expert has all the answers. You feel that there is this magical silver bullet that is going to be the solution for all of your problems. And if a system or a method or a coach does not work for you, you immediately make it a you problem that there must be something wrong with you because it's working for everyone else. There must be something fundamentally wrong with me. Because what is ingrained in this success trap is another proclamation, which is that failure must be avoided at all costs. There is no room for you to fall down or make mistakes. And it's a trap because it makes you feel that success is easy as long as you follow this right way. But because the right way might not be your way, you end up rebelling. And instead of listening to your gut and walking on your path with confidence, you burn everything down, right? And that's what we, in retrospect, feel like, oh, I sabotaged myself. No, you were not feeling safe in that situation. And your, your brain and your mind and your body created a situation so that you could get out of it. So it looks like sabotage, but it was actually safety. We're going to talk more about safety, though. The second success trap is that hard work guarantees success. More success just requires more hard work. That's what all of us learned from the very beginning, right? So you do all the things, the more things you can do, the better you feel about yourself, but only for the time being, because you end up overcomplicating everything. You add more systems, you add more funnels, you add more hours, more and more learning. And it's a trap because initially in your business, you will get evidence that this is true. The harder you work, your results will increase for a period. But the, after that initial success, the inverse starts happening. The harder you work, the more you get drained out, the more you complicate things. And because it is sort of almost coded in our society and our DNA, even if we say that I prioritize rest and I work really less hours and I take a lot of me time, but internally, your programming is that you feel guilty about it. And when you don't see the growth that you want to, you attribute it to being lazy or not being motivated enough to work hard, even if you never accept it to yourself. But that's what you are you know, beating yourself about, that I just don't work hard. So how can I have those results, right? Then the third success trap is that you have got to earn your success. So it makes you feel like there are some invisible obstacles. So you keep wondering whether it's my location, is it my gender, is it my personality, is it my voice? Maybe it's my family background or maybe it's my trauma. It keeps you guessing. So you 
just keep waiting for permission, permission for someone to say, you're ready now, you're healed now, or you're enough now, you're qualified now. So you feel like just one more qualification or one more successful program or event, or just healing one more hidden trauma that I have no idea what that is. And then you can call yourself worthy of success. And this is a trap because it feels like the moral thing to do, that you're waiting to earn your stripes, but honestly, you're just waiting for permission to live your life, to do what you want to do, to say what you want to say. So the reason you fall in these success traps is because your brain is wired for negativity bias and keeping you safe. Our brain evolved from the caveman age and at that time, safety and problem detection were the most important things. So your brain is wired to look for what can go wrong and how you can create safety. How can you stay safe? So it will tell you that these success traps are important and the way to be successful because it keeps you safe. And this is the programming that we have had for years and generations. So even though now there is so much awareness and there are people out there breaking this narrative, there is so much conversation about prioritizing rest, putting the human self first, it is still hard for our brain to catch up with that. So we still keep operating, even though the awareness is there, we still keep operating with the same old software. So this is why our brain gets wired for five unconscious thoughts, which are running as programs in our system. They are affecting how we feel and how we show up in our business, especially our marketing and our sales. Okay. So the first one is failure is bad. This is an unconscious programming running in our brain because of the success traps. This is, these are the thoughts that are running in our brain even when we don't realize it. The first one is failure is bad. From your childhood, you are taught by the education system, by the society that to fail is not acceptable. It's simply not acceptable. Failure in some cultures is also punished by physical punishment, right? Or emotional isolation or abandonment or de uh, deprivation, like literally depriving the child of love or food just to teach them a lesson. So if there is even a chance that your brain senses that there is a remote possibility that I might fail here, it will shut down that path for you. So what is your relationship with failure? How, what did you learn about failure as a child? Was it acceptable? Was it frowned upon? Were there consequences of those failures? Because that's what that's the programming that's still running for you. So when it feels like if I run this program, there is a chance that I might not have anyone in this program and that it will equal to humiliation and failure, your brain shuts down, right? Or it goes into stress responses. We're going to talk more about that. But the truth is that success is built on mountains of failures, on piles of failures. You have to be eating failures for breakfast if you want to be truly successful. And one of the sad realities of our world, and especially in the coaching industry, I feel, is that people don't share their failures or share them when they happen. So until and unless they become multimillionaires, they never talk about the failures, right? 
So you, you're watching the highlight reel of everyone's life where they have this amazing success, where they have all the clients and all the money and the lifestyle and everything. But no one is talking about the failures and how they deal with that. Right. So that's the first unconscious thought we need to start challenging in our brain. Okay, I know you're ready for more. The next part of the workshop talks about the five unconscious thoughts that are sabotaging your marketing and sales right now and the five brave leader shifts to step into your fully expressed and successful leader identity. And to top it all off, I also teach you the hustle-proof marketing plan to sell out your offers. So go ahead and get access to the full workshop at the link given in the show notes. I will see you next week. Until then, stay brave.